Welcome everybody to chapter 42 of Legion's Cast. We're here. Wow. I think we did this in two weeks. I think this was like one episode two weeks ago and now a new episode. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Lord Bashadi here. Len is here. Len, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Steve. No, no, it's been a good, it's been a good two weeks. I'm ready to go. Ready to talk. I'm ready to go by the skin of my teeth. I'm uh, I'm getting over the COVID. You'll probably oh. hear it a little bit in my voice. Um, I'm on the mend, and I uh, didn't think I was thought maybe at one point the show wasn't going to happen, but you know what? I'll pull through for for Legion's talk, no matter what. That's just that's just what I do. I, I'll just I'll sacrifice my body. I'm shivering right now. I'm freezing, and I got sweats, and everything's crazy. But I don't care. We're talking Legions. That's what lords do. That's what that's what you do. You're a servant of the people. That's right. Servant of Legion's fans. Um Yeah, so uh so Len, you want we, we do have a guest coming on today. Do you, we do. Yeah. You want to take care of but the I intro have some, here? Yeah, I have some questions for you. You have questions for me? Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't expect me to be a subject of anything. Steven. Yeah. When you have some private time and you're scrolling through your phone and you're in the cabal. And you see an amazing custom or a great picture. And you see it has a lot of attention and comments. And you go to look at those comments. Who's always making a super positive, supportive comment? Who's there? I would say, in my experience, it's usually, and a lot of times, it's Nate Strong. Steve? Yeah. When you're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You're scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. You see an amazing picture fully set up photography toy oh. usually usually a mythic yeah and you 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 go to smash that heart because you think it's awesome maybe even make a comment right right good and job you man. look you look and you you don't recognize that name or the yeah. icon you're like who the hell's this yeah and you don't do it you end up leaving and you go back to the cabal and you see the same picture with the guy's name yeah. and you're like oh that's i should have smashed that heart who's that guy it's usually Nate Strong. Even? Yeah. In a community that is full of support and love for each other, who do you put on that upper pedestal of shining examples of people that are supportive in at, that community? At the top of that pedestal, I would place wealthy Nate Strong. And Stephen, who's our guest tonight? Wealthy Nate is here. Welcome. Welcome, Mr. Nate. Guys, I'm so glad you got my script in time to read that, and you <laughs> nailed it. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. No, I'm serious. I'm, like, super thrilled, delighted, and humbled by that, that opening. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Huge, Been a huge fan of the, the Legion's cast since day one, and uh, I do not miss an episode. So, again, it's a thrill to be here. Thanks, man. Um, you know, we were, we were, me and Len were talking, and uh, I know we were, you might think we were having a bit of fun with your intro, but we were talking last week, and we're like, you know what? You know who's super awesome in the community? But f sometimes, and, and don't take this the wrong way, I feel like he flies under the freaking radar, is Nate Strong. You need a little bit more. You need somebody to just, to just, you need to just, 
I need a hype man. Take your little light (laughs) and let that son of a gun shine. Well, (laughs) I don't don't mind flying under the radar. That's fine. (laughs) I'm all right with that. (laughs) So, um, most of you guys know Nate Strong. He's a co-host on Legion's Lounge. Um, He's a toy photographer. He's the richest guy I know. Um, (laughs) Avid Mythic Legion's fan. Uh, big Star Wars guy, if I think, if, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so we just thought we'd have him on here and wanted to just uh, see what makes him tick. Because I, uh, I don't think I've seen a lot of interviews where people are just asking you about you. You know? There might be one out there, but, I, you know, I see a lot of people that you get to hear, their, like my story, people have heard me talk at nauseum, and they're probably like, oh, geez, Steve's telling that stupid story again. But we're not going to go with, through that with you because because I think that uh, I think you're, you're still fresh, buddy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely time time to peel back that curtain and find Let's do it. find out find right. out what makes Nate tick. So Nate, how did you stumble upon Legions? Where did that where'd you where'd you find them? How'd you find them? Go. Let's go back to the beginning. Well, um, I had started in the toy back into the toy collecting journey and saw their Kickstarter at some point, I'm sure. But that's when I was like real big Star Wars, Black Series. I was doing some hot toys, some sideshow. And I just thought, you know, this is one line. I It looked fantastic. Totally caught my eye. Love it. Love, love the whole genre. But I'm like, I just I can't go down a new road. So I saw, you know, being on Instagram and among the toy uh, photographers community, I started seeing some stuff. And mostly it was my brother from another, Trevor Williams. I just kept seeing his shots over and over and over and, and like second guessing my my choice not to dive in. Really lamenting the fact that I hadn't. So now at this time, you, had you already were you already like friendly with with Trevor? I was. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think he was one of the first people I kind of reached out to because um back in the uh mid like 90s i was big one six guy um and so he being that his main scale at the time obviously one six shooter i reached out to him and we connected and that's when we found we had so much in common back then so and he was he was great i mean super open and supportive right from the get-go um and so yeah i'm sure we started probably chatting about mythic so I would kind of keep an eye on what was going on with them. And every once in a while, I'd look at, you know, stuff on eBay or whatever. And this was before the cabal and people were selling and trading online that I'd seen anywhere other than eBay. So anyways, it was back in May of 2019. I found an Atlas on uh, eBay for like 50 bucks. And it was open, but it was supposedly complete and it looked complete to me. I'm like, God damn, that's a good price. So I grabbed it, got it home, loved it instantly. Like everyone says, once you get it in your hand, you start playing with it, posing it. I started taking a couple pictures, and um, I was hooked instantly. Um, but I did, and this is funny because I didn't notice right away when I first got him that his like his little man bun ponytail kind of thing was missing. So I'm like, oh, sons of bitches, he wasn't complete. So I ended up writing Four Horsemen before I knew really anything about them. I was just on their customer service email thing. You know, I didn't know Chris or anybody of those guys. 
And I just told him, I said, just flat out truth. I'm like, hey, I bought this from eBay. I'm, I know it's not your problem, but just to let you know, I, they didn't come with that little tiny piece. If you happen to have an extra one laying around, I'm more than happy to buy it from you, pay for shipping, whatever. And I didn't hear anything for weeks. And, and then suddenly a whole new head showed up. Not just the little ponytail thing, but a whole new head. And I'm like, God damn, that is, that's some good customer service. <laughs> that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So I was, like I said, I just, I was hooked and I started going to, you know, big bad, buying everything, probably buying stuff off eBay. And um, I do remember one of the figures I wanted really bad was the original um, uh, Bavarian or, or Barbarian builder. And I couldn't find that for less than 150. And I'm like, you know, I'm used to either paying 20 for a Black Series figure or 150 to 200 for a Hot Toys. And I'm like, I can't. There's no way I'm going to spend 150 bucks on a six-inch toy. Well, I finally did. And I almost had that, you know, that sort of sick feeling in your tummy when you like, you know, I'm like, God, I spent so much on this. But as soon as it got here, I'm like, oh, my God, it was ever, worth every fucking penny. <laughs> I just, I was so happy with that purchase. Of course, then right after that, they resurfaced for like, you know, when that, that other wave came through that was supposed yeah, to be re- the female. Reinforcement, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, that so bought, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I ended so. up getting a couple more for, a, you know, like 80 bucks a piece. But anyways... I, I dove in hard, instantly fell in love, instantly loved shooting them. And then that led to, of course, you know, research. And I found Gerard's website and was completely blown away by the custom aspect of it. Um, and then I started finding Cornboy interviews online. And that led me to this podcast called My Wife's Gonna Kill Me. And I fell in love with that, fell in love with you guys. And then I eventually heard, oh, my God, you're in Michigan. You're right by Muskegon, which is practically my second home. Mm-hmm. So that's when I reached out to you guys and introduced myself and said, dudes, I, I'm, I'm over there all the time. I'd love to meet for a burger and a beer on me. And we met, and you guys were awesome, and here we are. <laughs> you were supposed to pay that night? I was supposed to. Oh, wow, I don't remember I that. I offered. If you if you would have known how wealthy I was, you wouldn't have picked up the tab probably. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna say anything. How do you think I got to be wealthy? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep, I remember that. We was uh, it was uh, it was still in that weird uh, COVID time, if I remember right, where you you could yep. kind of go out. Yeah. You, you know the restaurants were kind of letting people back and sit yeah. down, and it was. At the Red Rooster, the right? Red That's Rooster. Right. Yeah, there was like hardly anyone else in there but us. No. But no, and it was yeah, fun. It was great. You were one yeah. of those guys that just clicked right away. We're like either, you know, he's either a great guy or he's a serial killer because he's carry, you know, he's he's just fits right into either, you know, he's either working us really well or he's a good, really good guy, and he hasn't killed us yet, so we we think we got it right. So you just, you never know. I sucker people in for the long road and <laughs> expect it when you least expect it kind of thing. So, um, is there, is there, is there, is there a favorite faction for you? Oh man. I wondered if you guys were going to ask me that and I pondered it all day. Yeah. It's like, it really is asking me if I have a favorite kid. Um, I, I love Leodiceus. I just love what they're all about. I love their look. I love the black and the red and the gold and the armor and all that stuff. 
Um, but I'm a big Noble Bear fan too. Um, I love the, I love the figures. I love the characters. I love the story. I love the misfit aspect of it. Um, you know, talking about Star Wars, I, that's why I love the Bad Batch. I just think that's such a cool concept and, you know, I always kind of love the misfits and underdogs and so, but I mean, seriously, they're, they're all, I could, if you ask me in 10 more minutes or tomorrow, I'd change my answer probably because the more figures we get that flesh out each faction, the more it's harder to choose too. Truth, man. I think a lot of people feel the same way. Absolutely. So Nate, I have a question. What's your collecting style? Like what, what, it, how do you like to collect your legions? Are you a min on card guy? You an opener? Swapper? What's your, what's your uh, technique? Definitely. I don't have any that I have not opened. Um, I have to open them. I have to play with them and shoot them. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not a completionist by any means at all. I don't ever feel the need to, to do that. I get what's available and what I can find for a decent price. Um, I, I don't look back. Sure, there's some figures that I would love to have, but I'm okay not, you know. I've I've got plenty that I, I, I adore and I haven't even had time to get in front of my camera yet. And so, yeah. Great. That's cool. Okay. How's the, um, how's your family? Uh, handle this your wife she's she's thinks you're the coolest or uh she tolerates it she <laughs> kind of does a lot of eye rolls um my kids love it i think it's great i i was back like back in the mid 90s I, I got back into toy collecting for a while um and my my girls at the time were pretty young and they used to call my collection my mans so they'd be like can we go play with your mans or can we see your mans and so they still, you know, kind of tease me about that. But they they get a kick out of, you know, that I'm on Instagram and and that I do podcasts and all this stuff. Yeah, they think it's pretty neat and they show their friends. And so, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, my wife and I butt heads on it about the time spent or the space, which is incredibly minimal in my house. Um, but she's 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 good. I mean, I, I've learned over over time to to try and balance the happy wife happy life kind of equation so as long as i'm getting to my other stuff and my wifely duties keeping her happy which i'm more than happy to do anyways then it's it's never really an issue you just need to uh, size down the servants quarters and have a bigger collection yeah but i i you know who's gonna mow the grass who's gonna shovel the driveway (laughs) Well, they can do. They don't need as much space. You just, you know. Oh, they do don't or, have do... much. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're bunking it up as it is. Ah, <clears throat> uh, okay, cool. Um, so speaking of Star Wars, how has this? Are you still? Are you still in deep with that, or is this kind of taken over for you? It's it's definitely taken over and I to be honest I sometimes kind of wrestle with that I almost feel bad or guilty about it because Star Wars is my definitely my first love um and I I still love the content and I love the figures that I have um but I've slowed way 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 down on on Black Series and I've contemplated I've even looked into you know so I, I sometimes I talk about second guessing I'm like I, I wish I just only collected 
the OT stuff. I would have been happy with that. I could have been completely fine with that. But then I tell myself, eh, but then I probably would have got Mando stuff and I probably would have got some Bad Batch stuff. And you know what I mean? So I've got, I've got way too much prequel, way too much sequel stuff that I've looked, you know, or Han Solo movies, figures and stuff like that, that I, 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 I like, but I really don't, they're just in a bin. And I've thought about selling them off, but I probably not going to get squat for them. So part of me is just like, just hang on to them and hand them down to my kids. Or maybe one day I'll, I'll want to bring them out for whatever reason. So, but yeah, all that being said, mythic is, is, is up at the top now for sure. Did you have something, Len? Go ahead. Uh, I, w- I wanted to ask Nate what the, uh, six, what his six scale uh, situation is now. So you've been collecting them for a long, a long time. If, if it's been since the mid nineties, so well, you must have a pretty I, vast collection. I, I did, Len. I used to, well, I don't know if you guys, I know Steven knows, but I was a huge World War II buff for a long time, and I did a lot of stuff with, uh, um, in that sort of world. Um, and it's, it actually started with collecting toys. That's, I could talk your off about that, but that's how I got into World War II history was, was I found a, a World War II G.I. Joe guy at, at Toys R Us, and it piqued my interest to learn more about it. Oh, and, okay. I went, and I went nutso with the history and books and going on trips and all that stuff. But um, at the time, there was like uh, Dragon Models and Did and Ultimate Soldier. They were all making these one six scale World War Two figures. And that's where I, I focused my collecting for a long time. And I probably had, I don't know, 100, 120 of those figures. Oh, wow. And I have like maybe two left. And my first love with all that stuff was 101st Airborne. So I've kept a couple Airborne guys. Um, but I've since sold off almost all that stuff. Um, but when I got back into it, like in 2015, 2016, um, I was just buying Star Wars stuff, um, some like uh, Game of Thrones figures, some um, I was really into um, World War Robot from 3A. And Ashley Wood, I still, I still love the hell out of those figures, and I've kept a couple of those. But I've sold off most of all that stuff. I've kept a one or two that I really, really like, but for the most part, one six is gone. Oh wow, wow. Space and yeah, space. it's harder to shoot, you know. So yeah, and it's got to fund my other my mythics. I went down that same road when I first started um, back into collecting which was it was started by masters of of the universe classic with me but um i had all that stuff the 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 gi joe that started the ultimate soldiers some dragon stuff and i went to a show and i sold it and it sold like crazy i didn't sell it for very much i think my prices were probably pretty good and, and i got rid of a couple of totes of that stuff just just blasted through it but that was fun to collect at the time uh, I, I loved it i mean because much like it is with toys, like if you buy a, a Star Wars figure or whatever figure, right? especially in that scale, I just felt like I was holding a piece of history in my hand in a, in a way. It might sound weird, but you guys, I think, and our listeners would get it. But I could just sort of really study and learn about the equipment and learn about, you know, OK, this guy was from such and such battle or belonged to such and such battalion. And um, yeah, it just I, I loved it. And I loved yeah at the time. I had a group of guys that were all in that same thing too. And we'd get together once in a while and we'd kind of kit bash and go out to a dude's farm and spend the night and, you know, you know, uh, like camp out and drink and talk about all that shit and 
set up photo shoots even back then before I think toy photography was even a thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fun. A lot of fun. That's cool. Um, So given your Star Wars background and passion, how do you feel about Cosmic? Oh, dude, I'm so excited. And now that we're getting these test shots and we've seen, you know, some of the samples in the studio when we were there. Oh, God. It's, yeah, like Bill's reviews and Jeremy playing around the other night. I, I cannot freaking wait. Yeah, watching Jeremy play the other night was pretty exciting. That was uh, yeah. very interesting to see how they broke down and yeah. just how different they are from what we know. It's yeah. really cool. I, I'm a little like, I think I'm, you know, going to be completely overwhelmed by it because it's going to be a, yet a whole new brand new thing in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to feel super familiar in one sense because, you know, it's, they're going to be a lot like legions and, you know, their four horsemen stuff. But at the same time, it's a whole new, it's a whole new universe to play around in and get sucked into. <laughs> so, no, I agree. I agree. I, it almost gives me anxiety when I start thinking yeah, a little bit. about it. Like, cause you know, it's out of that, the norm of the normal realm that we're used to. And it's, yeah. it's really wild. I'm pretty excited about the fact, and I know this isn't about me, but being a painter, I think it gives you so much, you have so much freedom to do different color schemes and just go crazy mm. with it. True. Where, yeah. You know, with sword and sorcery, there is a, there is a limitation where you're trying to kind of go for a, it's either leather or it's armor. Or it's, you know, this or cloth or, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, you could just have some cool old weathered, uh, technological stuff and it could paint in different colors or, you know, I mean, it just, yeah. it just, I think it's going to be fun to, to really stretch your, stretch, stretch the, uh, stretch your, that's yeah that's a great point i yeah something i hadn't considered but now that you say that i can absolutely see that yeah another kind of fairly recent rabbit hole which i kind of regret and kind of love the hell out of is joy toys 125th scale meccas oh no oh my god they're so freaking cool but i yeah i totally dig a lot of the, the paint schemes and stuff on those so i can i can absolutely see this coming up with with cosmic for sure yeah Travis has has had a few of those on our show, and uh, they're they're fun to play with. Those joy toys, I didn't know they existed. They're amazing. He brought them on that show. Brought them on the yeah. show. Um. So, where do you go from here? What do we? I mean, I see your shelf space behind you. I've been to your house. You, your 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 space is limited. <laughs> yeah. What's, I'm the, in what's a... the plan, man? I don't. Well. I got two kids graduating from college this year and not that I'm kicking on them, kicking them out of the house, but who knows? They may instantly get a job and move out. I don't know if that's the case. I can, I can make a little more space because I am, I'm literally in a, it was a storage slash furnace room. It's where all our Christmas shit was and kids crap and whatever. And I've, I've slowly taken over a lot of it. Um, and actually our, our basement outside the door here is, looks like a freaking bomb went off because we've, we've taken a ton of stuff out of this and another even smaller storage room to sort of try and rearrange some shit. Cause my wife's like, I don't even want to come in here. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> have to come in here if I don't have to. I'm like, fine, that's fine. So I think I can stretch it a little bit. And I did put up a couple shelves in the cement walls, um, a couple months ago that added some room. But um, the problem is, is well, not 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 to mention, like I said, it's a storage room. But my furnace is in here as well. 
um, my sump pumps in here, but I've, this is my studio too. You know what I mean? So it's like, I got to have room for my table, my TV that I use as a digital, digital kind of backdrop. Plus half my shelves in here are taken up with props and lights and stuff like that. So oh, it's not okay. like it's just offer figures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I still do have one shelf dedicated to my world, what's left of my World War II love. So it's books and some collectible things. And so I don't know. I, again, I feel guilty <laughs> putting that in boxes, but it, it might come to it. We'll see. Now, you're, uh, your day job is you're, you're a graphic artist, right? Or you're, no, you're, you're, you're in ad, uh, advertising, correct? Yeah, I'm a creative director in, in the ad world, but I'm on the writing side of it. So I, I don't have I don't have any art background or I can't draw for shit. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I usually partner with an art director and we we kind of like together are sort of like a creative team. So but yeah, I'm in advertising. Well, that surprises me with, with your, your photography that you're not involved in the I mean, just because you can't draw doesn't mean that you don't have anything to offer artistically. Yeah, I think I've 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 always enjoyed photography, and I've got some of an eye, and I've I think I've learned working with a lot of artists in this business, and just you know appreciating photography and art anyways. Um, but I've like if you look at my Instagram from when I first started to what I am now, it's like I, I've come a, a long way. I've learned a ton. I still have a ton to keep learning, which is why I love it so much too. But it is a way for me to express my, I guess, artistic, uh, I guess, vision in a way. And mostly I, I just love it because it's a way I can tell stories um, and ex- kind of um, sort of flex my creativity outside of my job where I don't I don't have a boss or I don't have a client telling me what I can and cannot do. I don't have a budget. I don't have, you know, I can just do whatever the hell I want and when right. I want on my own time. And, yeah, just make up stories. Well, I yeah. am looking at your Instagram right now, and uh, this is not a visual podcast, so me and Len a little bit talked about this. We're like, I want to talk about Nate's photos, but it's kind of lame when I can't show them off, um, but get what you pay for. So, go um, to Corona 4 on Instagram. There you go, and that's exactly where I'm at right now. Uh, did you hear the last episode of, of Legion's Cast by Chance? I did indeed. With, with Donald Attenborough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, a great episode. Thanks. Thanks. Really uh, cool. I had, I, 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 like most people, I had no idea he was there. He really did camouflage himself. He was well. good. He was good. Yeah. And uh, we were like, uh, we're just really happy that he's decided to kind of let us in and see what, what's going on. And, you know, I didn't play all the clips last week. I held some back. He's, oh. got, he's got so much um content that you know we didn't we didn't want to have a three-hour show so wow that's exciting cool so you know since you you are our photographer that's on the air tonight um i thought maybe i would play donald's uh take on mythic legions photography Ooh, yeah bring it on let's hear it so yeah um let me get this queued up and we will be back in a moment to see what Donald says. I'm gonna warn you. I have heard this. He's he's a little he's a little judgy, but I think that's what we've come to expect. Yeah. 
as we navigate further into the expanding world of Mythic Legions collectors, we stumble upon the Toy Photographer. Toy Photographers are amongst the saddest type of Mythic Legions fan, often having no family or friends to fill their photo albums they have resorted to taking photos of plastic toys instead. These people have no substance to their lives and often instill fantastical situations in their photos to tell stories in order to fill the hole left from being alone almost constantly. Addiction runs rampant in this group of people as they self-medicate to handle their depression. It is a true wonder that from all this sadness, beauty seems to shine through as the photos they leave behind are often visually stunning. Wow. Wow. Um, that son of a bitch. I- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, is that does that seem true at all, Nate? Uh, I mean, do you can, can you see yourself in that description at all, or is that not not accurate? I don't. That I have no family, and yeah, no. I think he, I think he kind of missed the mark a little bit on that. It's it's not not filling a big void in my life. Uh, I don't know. You might have to, to self medicate. Yeah, man, I might do a little of that. He's drinking. <laughs> well, I, I guess one out of five isn't bad then. Yeah, I guess he kind of nailed that. <laughs> he did admit that you that the, the the photos are good. All right, I'm coming around. I'm coming around. He's batting 500. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely a judgy guy. Good old Donald. But you know, it. He was just there the one, or was he both? Was he there both days? I can't remember. Where, where, Oh, he was around all weekend. Okay. Yeah. Either way, you, 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 there's a lot to take in. So you cut the dude some slack, right? He, he's not going to get everything right on with just two days. Well, that's what exactly. People, that's what people got to understand about old Donald is, you know, this is just his few-day glimpse into what he sees. And, uh, you know, who's he yeah. see, who's he see he, selling the stuff there, you know? He's making a lot of assumptions just based on, yeah, just – first glimpses yeah right he doesn't have any insight into the prog the um prog he doesn't have any insight into the process right right what it takes to create that photography yeah that's right (laughs) well speaking of uh insight into the process if you go to corona 4 um there is a beautiful picture of valak and uh, that that Nate just put up, and uh, it's really Thank cool. You. He's Thank you. he's walking out of what looks to be a castle, holding a torch, and he's got his bird on his arm, and it's just the lighting and everything there. Uh, wired cape? Where'd you pick that up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, dude, Valak. He was one of those figures that I was one of the ones I was most looking forward to getting, and when he got here, did not disappoint whatsoever and i've been wanting to photograph him since i did get him 
but I, I really did want to get a, a different cape for him, a wired cape. So I was waiting for Max Bird or um, Strups or somebody to come up with one. And uh, Eric Harker from Harker Customs, um, Bill, my co-host on uh, Legion's Lounge, just had one. He was fiddling around with the other day when we were chatting. I'm like, hey, where'd you get that? And he told me. So I instantly, when we were done with our show, I sent a message to Eric. I'm like, dude, if you've got any more laying around or you got any time in the future to make make me one, I'm, I'm more than happy to pay you whatever. Um, and he, he whipped it out quick and sent it and I love it. So I, yeah, it, it completed the look and I had to get him in front of the camera. Um, it was one of those things, you know, once he got here, I just, I kind of, you know, I think through like, all right, what's the situation he's in? What's the background? What's the scenery? Um, you know, once I kind of get that all figured out and I just go to work. Super cool. I love the, the lighting. Uh, yeah, most torches are from Brian Flynn. I think his last name Flynn. With um, oh, now that I said Harker Customs, it's very close to Harker. It's um, why am I Carver? Carver, thank you. Yeah, Carver Customs. Yeah, he makes great. Brian, those Brian Lynn is his name. Lynn, thank you. Yeah. Yep, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, super great dude. He was at Legion's Con this year. I picked up a lot of these from him, but I had some before that. Now yeah, he keeps just cranking out just badass stuff are so. these the ones that you, you turn them on with magnet is that how they uh no these got, no they, they do have a little wire they have a wire yeah yeah they're beautiful i have some too that i got from him yeah. after legions con i picked up because i didn't get a chance to get over there and they're they're very high quality very nice yeah um and anytime i can i can find stuff that's gonna give me a a light source that you can see in the photo, whether it's in the background, a moon or the sun or these things like that, you know, it just helps with how you want to light stuff. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. So Nate, I got a question. What came first for you, photography or toys or, or were they together? No, uh, no, it was, it was toys for sure. Toys. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the, your toy, passion led to getting into virtually another hobby of photography it did um and the the reason i got back into toys to be honest with you was my kids were on this new thing called instagram at the time and i wondered what the hell it was and what they were doing on it so i thought i should get an account so i can kind of keep track of those you know spying see what they're up to a little bit you know yeah kind of okay um and um, I thought, well, if I'm going to be on there, I ought to have an account and I had to do something. And I kind of, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll try and do something fun. And it's right when Force Awakens came out. And so I, and I'd always, you know, when you're at Target or whatever, Meyer, I'd, I'd always take a little side trip through the toy aisle just to see what was there. I, I wasn't buying anything for a long, long time. Anyways, I thought, oh, I'll pick up a BB-8 and Ray. And I thought, oh, I think it'll be clever if I can, uh, I'll just have BB-8 peeking around the corner from just various shit like the very first toy picture i took which i even before i even knew toy photography was a thing was bb8 peeking out from behind a, a um can of v8 and i thought i was being clever with bb8 and v8 <laughs> right. um so i thought that's all i would do is on my on this account and then i thought it too i'd you know put some of my world war ii things in there at the time because i was still kind of into that um but then i discovered all these different toy photographers on here and it was a thing I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And I'm like, well, God, I'd love to 
give that a try too. And that just led to buying more and more stuff and getting more and more into fabric. So up to to that point, um, you were just using your cell phone basically. Well, um, I, I guess I was a little bit into photography, but not, not really. I mean, just more like, you know, when we go on trips, just more scenic type stuff. And when I was younger, I, I kind of liked it. Like when I was real, real young, like, um, like maybe middle school, I liked taking pictures and setting up still lifes a little bit. Um, but I, I never got any good at it. You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I never did anything with dark rooms or anything like that. But, um, so I, I, I've always had a camera, I guess. Okay. Um, and I've always liked photography, just taking pictures of, you know, like I said, trips and the family and the kids and every once in a while trying to maybe I'm, you know, I, you know, maybe try and get a little artsy with something, but and not, right. nothing like this at all. No, yeah, I think I, that's I, where I was trying to go with it, because there's like, you know, there's different levels like everything. And you yeah. you, you can be younger and have a 110 millimeter little clicker camera and right. go around shooting stuff or, or you go into that 35 millimeter world where you're a more serious level so yeah. I, was, I was trying to gauge like um where did you already have experience in those points because i i'm not a photographer but i i actually like have knowledge of it because i yeah. have family members that are and um i took a course in college on photography and i i know there's like you know there's a lot there's a different skill set with the 35 millimeter like so if i'm trying to gauge like where you were at before the toy thing oh I- I was a hundred percent on automatic setting always. I, you know, I never could quite grasp, um, F stops and depth of field and ISOs and how to mix all that stuff up. Right. And thank God for modern cameras when you, everything is just on the screen now. I mean, you right. can, yeah. you know what I mean? Like back when you took film pictures, um, but I, I did have like 35 millimeter cameras when I was younger. Like I do remember a Christmas where, all I wanted was a, a wide angle lens for my, um, for the camera I had at the time. Sure. And, you know, I had a few packages under the tree at my dad's house and, um, I saved the last one because I thought for sure that's what it was. It was wrapped up in a shape just like a lens and I opened it up and it was a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. And they, they had told me they had, you know, but they got a good laugh out of it. And then, you know, like Christmas story, they went, you know, behind the, the desk or whatever and pulled out the real lens, but, so, I, I mean, I was familiar with swapping lenses and stuff like that, but I, like I said, nothing, I was always on automatic. I didn't look at the aperture and F-stops and all that stuff. Like I said, I didn't know anything about until I started doing toy photography. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I just, I find it like, you know, there's, there was such a massive transition when, when the camera world went digital, it really like Huge. changed yeah. everything as far as, um, I don't want to say the skill, but you needed a certain skill set to shoot film because you couldn't waste it. So, exactly. so yeah. it, it brought a lot of artistic, um, yep. you know, you need artistic skill to be able to frame, use negative yeah. space and, and get it right before you yeah. hit the button. So yep. I, I, you know, when we talked before about you doing artistic things, well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely artistic because you, you, I found that I, I learned the most I've ever learned about art from photography, like from taking photography classes. And, and you mm-hmm. learn more. I learned more than that than from traditional art classes. Yeah, composition and, and stuff like that. But yeah, when you're shooting on film, you know, they'd say half of it was taking the picture and the other half was darkroom. Just all the stuff you could do in a darkroom, you could change up a photo like tremendously in the darkroom. Stuff you could do, you know, stuff now you're doing in Photoshop or Lightroom. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's wild. Okay. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> 
Very, very cool. So, uh, you and Trevor, Legion's Lounge, highly popular. You guys are really doing a good job on that show. Um, what's Thanks. It, what's, and having, bringing Evan Bill on there with you. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, big time. Love really Bill. appreciate that. How, what's what's that like? Did you ever think you were going to be on a podcast or a, I don't know if you call oh my that God. a podcast or... No, I pinch myself all the time, Stephen, all the time. Like, yeah, I bring that up to friends that don't know anything, you know, think about this. If I ever open up and come clean after self-medicating a little bit um, or just even to my wife every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, it's like what? It's yeah, six years ago. Someone would have said what I'm doing now. I would have just been like, what the hell are you talking about? Never would have guessed it in a million years. I, yeah, I still don't believe it. I, it's just being on this show is a trip. It, it really is. That's great. And so, yeah, um, I, I love um, Legion's Lounge. And, you know, it's on every other week. And it's it's great, you know, being able to cover the stuff that we cover. But I love just as much the half hour before the show and the 10 minutes or so we have after the, after the show, too, because... I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have any friends in town here that do any of this stuff. So this is my chance to connect with my, my buddies, you know, just like, you know, you guys do this or you do my wife's could kill me or your Motu thing or Potu thing. And, you know, it's just a chance to connect and talk toys and talk about the community and geek out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The podcasts that I have am involved with have come to mean so much more to me than just a show, you know? Oh, big time. Yeah. Yep. And it's been a great way to get to know other people in the community on a, on a whole new level. Um, yeah, you guys yeah. bring in a lot of great guests. I mean, you have a constant steady flow. I'll get it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I've I've really enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you, you kind of start that relationship there a little bit as much as you can fit into an hour and a half, two hours. Um, but at least you have that basis for when you go to stuff like Legion's Con. You know, it just it makes it that much easier to pick right back up and and uh, keep that relationship building. Yeah, that's always surprised me, too, when, when you tr- make that transition from, you know, online friendships and, and talking to people in Messenger or whatever. And then when you meet in real life, it, you can really pick that up. With, with the right yeah. people and i and that's always been a really nice surprise i found that at going to the frequent shows that we go to you know you'll see someone that you have only talked to on messenger for two years and and, and right. next thing you know you're you're picking it up like it's an old friend yeah and that's re- that's a really cool aspect of it big time and i think it's been said about this community too uh, in particular is that a lot of times those the, the the person that you think you know through those just those messages turns out is that person you know, because a lot of time, you know, obviously online personas are way different than how they are in real life. But I think everyone in this, most people in this community on the, on the cabal and everything are pretty genuine about the kind of people they are. And they put that they put that out there on the cabal. So it's not it's never a huge surprise when you do get to meet them in person. You're like, yep, that's yeah, pretty much who I thought you were. Yeah. If anything, people are better in person than. Yeah. Yeah. Than their online exactly. persona. Mm-hmm. Except me. Right. Worse. <laughs> but uh no and you know i can't believe the listeners you guys have too especially as late as you go 
<laughs> no, dude. Trust me, there's been a couple nights I gotta like get a second win, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, once we're on, you know, I'm talking with Trevor and Bill beforehand, I just I light right back up. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit I do have to treat it like a podcast, and I'll and I'll yeah. I'll listen to it while I'm working, like the next day or or through well, the week, because it's so it's a little much, late for me. <laughs> yeah, but on top of that, there's just so much content going on, you know. There is. All the time. So I, I do that. I do that a lot. I yeah. My lunch hours, I'll, you know, or I'm on the treadmill or whatever it is, you know, catch it up on a bit here, a bit there. Yeah, but, but your your production values are very nice, like, you know, very high, and, and it yeah, makes that, it very hey, watchable. It flows really well. I like Trevor, all the little tricks um, you guys do. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm the luckiest guy on that podcast because he's running the show. Bill's, of course, got all the history and background with doing everything on Dork Lair. I just show up and talk. Well, you don't know. don't under don't undersell yourself. You do keep them moving along. You, you I do, try to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, we we do talk about ideas and guests we should have on and and things like that. You know, we do bounce that stuff back and forth. But as far as all the technical stuff goes, yeah, I just like I said, I follow the link and turn my mic on and go. So I want to play a little game. <laughs> I love games. Lightning. Okay. okay. Oh boy. I'm gonna ask you for favorites now. Don't get hung up on whether it's really your favorite. Just tell me the first thing that comes into your 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 brain. Okay. Okay. So just like. Blondes. Don't... Oh no no sorry. <laughs> favorite Mythic Legion's horse. Uh, I I'm trying to remember the name. It's the um, one that came with had this horseman. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, it's uh. Gunpowder. Gunpowder. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. Shit, I would have never. Come I mean, that's that. that's okay. from this actual story. I, I think the horse. Horse. No, that's Ichabod's horse is gunpowder. Oh. The headless horseman does not have a name. Why did I see? Uh, uh, you're right. <laughs> I would. I was buying it. No, it does have a name. It's Brom Bones's horse, and I can't think of the name of it. But anyways, the, the headless horseman. Yeah. That horse I, is I, the best. I, since they put out a horse, I wanted a black horse. And I wanted it with the um, sort of the furrier bottom half of the legs like that, you know, and they kind of mix um, Balius and uh, um, Aethon. Um, so, yeah, this is perfect. Perfect horse. But I, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I mean, I'd love Balius, um, but I'm really looking forward to, um, uh, boy. What's the All-Stars 5 horse. Yeah, which it's is. Daredevil. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, the All Stars Five Horse, more yeah, of that gray kind of charcoal. Gray. Yeah, it's a cool horse. And I can't wait to have a white steed too. Oh, that's gonna be incredible. Yeah, and the, and the skeleton one. I mean, like, how we're like freaking spoiled, going from nothing yeah. to now so, we have so many. It's oh, it's so clearly you're a horse guy. Because I noticed there's a lot of guys that aren't horse guys. Like, there's a lot of guys that don't collect it. It seems mixed. Yeah, I I mean, we have a horse, so I've become a horse guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my, it's really my daughter's. It's down in Ohio with her at, at college, but she was a barrel racer. Well, yeah, was a barrel racer. So. Wow. Yeah. Long story about how that came to be, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite an adventure. Found, I mean, I used to, I loved horses as a kid. Used to ride as a kid a little bit too, but, um, but anyways, yeah, I love them just because, well, not only just because they're horses, but they just add so much to photography, just possibilities with stuff like that. 
Yeah, and storytelling, you know. What's your yeah, horse? Great to have a mount. Gotta have a mount. What's your horse's name? His, um, well, it's with, uh, with this is something I learned. His real name is Firewater GJ, and nobody knows what um, GJ stands for. But Firewater apparently is like a there's a long line of Firewater horses that he comes from. Um, but then you have um, it's like a nickname or what they call a barn name. And his bar name, which he mostly goes by, is Slider. And that's from their previous owner, who he bought him from, that my daughter was taking lessons from, riding and racing lessons. But they, uh, the kid that rode him, they said he was super, super cool and calm and collected. He would just sit there, like, right before he was ready to go out, and then he would just fly. So they sort of said he was kind of like Top Gun, like Maverick. And then that's <laughs> sort of how Slider came to be. But then they also said this horse would sort of like slide real smooth around the barrel. So it, it, it fits with them. It's, it's, it's funny too. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm a dog guy, really like much like, well, actually nothing like Steven at all. Um, but I do love dogs. Um, but I, I've come to find out that horses have so much personality too, like individual personalities and slider, that name fits them. <laughs> He's a cool dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds fun. All right. First one yeah, to come so, to your so much brain. For, brain. So, so much for <laughs> quick questions. Anyway, go ahead. First one to come to your brain, favorite yes. troll? Uh, forest. Forest, huh? Yep. Hmm. See, I think this is the way to do With it. the original head. This is the way that you do it. Because nobody can pick their favorites, right? But the first one that pops into your head, I think that's your favorite. It's easier when you've got four of them. To me, it is. But when you've got, like, you know, 180 legions, which... It's probably coming up next. Mm, no, I would I no. wouldn't do that to you. Favorite weapon. Favorite weapon. Yeah, just go simple. Sword, axe, the hammer. Uh, what do you want to wield? The, what do you want to yeah, wield? Double double sided axe. Double sided axe. That's your that's your jam. Yeah. If you're going into yeah. battle, that's what you're grabbing. Yeah. That's that's tight. Yep. Double sided. Rock, I didn't expect rock. you to go with a big <laughs> beheading double-sided oh. axe I, I i thought you were gonna be a dagger guy dagger <laughs> <laughs> well all right up close and personal <laughs> i i i am an archer Ooh. so i almost went bow and arrow um but i thought that wasn't as badass sounding as a double-sided <laughs> axe so. <laughs> so did you I ever guess... did you ever uh, shoot your bow on your horse no, but people that do that, like riding bareback, I've seen those competitions. That's insane. Yeah, how they do badass. that. It's it's crazy. A question based on that is is a is a horseman's bow a short bow or a long bow? Mostly, I've seen them. They're longer, I think. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's the ones I've mostly seen, but I don't know. If that's the main one they use. This isn't necessarily your favorite, but if you had to live. You got transported into Mythos, mm. and you had to live with one faction. Where mm. are you living? Like with with what faction? Yeah, where are you going? You want to live with the Aerithir guys? You want to live in? I mean, you could live with the Dwarves. You could live with the Barbarians. You could live with the Goblins. Where are you going? It doesn't necessarily have to be a faction. Just which where you want to go? I think I would be with the uh, like Zylona's flock. I Ooh, think that's a I, good. Pick. I love I love the uh nature and wilderness and being outside in the woods and mountains and... seems like there would always be birds flying around you yeah i'd like that 
Uh, dead birds. What beast do you want to see next in Mythic Legions? What beast? Um, what beast do I want to see next? I don't know if it's. I don't know if you consider it a beast or more of a class or a race, but I love the the warforged class. That's kind of that mix of metal and wood. I just think that from what I've kind of some of the renderings of something like that, I think that's pretty pretty cool concept. Is it like a like a mechanical creature? I, I'm not familiar with that. Um, I almost imagine it as like if you took um Faunus and okay. gave him I don't know if it's it's I don't think it's quite just giving him armor. I think because part of him is is made from armor. So I don't know if it's like, yeah, a cross between Faunus and like C-3PO, I, but I think it might be more like that. So, because I love um, um, steampunk kind of stuff. I was just going to say like a steampunk aspect type of familiar yeah. clockwork that's, type of thing. Yeah, I that's think that's cool. kind of in that vein from what I kind of have seen. But I guess more like a beast might be a bugbear, bugabear. Yeah, sort of a one. Yeah. Like a furry goblin y kind of creature. Yeah. I think if um if I could convince four horsemen to get into whatever new next line it would be, it would definitely be a steampunk. I'd love that shit. They could probably rock that. Oh, they'd be they'd totally kill it. Agreed. Agreed. I was a huge fan of that new show Arcane. If anyone has not seen that, I can't recommend it enough. It's amazing. No, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's uh, animated, but it's it's beautiful and it's a great story. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. I think Travis said he tried watching it and couldn't get quite into it, but um, because it, knowing him, it was because the first episodes kind of got some younger characters in it, (laughs) like kids, but they grew up and they get badass and it's freaking cool as hell. Nice. Well, that's it for that. What do you think, Len? You got anything else for for Nate? No, you stole my bit, so I don't have anything. You had a bit. You were gonna do that bit. I do the five for five. I did it the last time he guessed. But that wasn't five for five. That was lightning. It's oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought lightning was very similar to five for five. No, five for five is different. Do you have questions for five for five? I had similar type questions, but I'm not gonna play them now. Oh, jeez. Go ahead. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, now it's just ruined because it was a bit. Ah, damn it. Take two. Steven. Go for Steven it. Steven and your, your damn COVID. Go for it. Are we wrapping up? We're nearing the end? No, we're going to do five for five. Do it. No, it's not five for five. It's not what I'm going to play. What are you going to play? Nate. Len. I know it can be a little rough to be on the hot seat for an hour with us. Steven <laughs> yeah. with his hard-hitting questions. It's grueling. So I thought of a way to re- kind of like um, de-stress our guests after such a grueling episode. Mm, nice. And I, I do have a little bit of a hobbyist background with um, like therapy, like taking, you know, questions people. So I have like a regression therapy and, and it's a, it's a way that you not only, um, to help you reacclimate your brain to going back to the normal life that you're about to go back to, but also to 
give our listeners a more of an insight of who you are. Okay. So can yeah. we do this? Let's do it. All right. Nate, close your eyes and visualize. <laughs> Namaste. Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions about your environment and what's going on around you. You're the year's 1988. You're driving in a car. What kind of car are you driving? 88. I believe it was a Pontiac Sunbird. Pontiac. Okay. It was a gray with red pinstripe on it. Great. So we're heading down the highway. It's a nice sunny day. What's on the radio? 88. Um, probably trying to think in 88, probably some GNR. Were they around back early? Yeah, Yeah, they were. Sure. Absolutely. So you're, you're into the rock. You like the hard stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nate, you're driving, listening to Guns N' Roses. What's on your head? I uh, definitely probably had a baseball hat on at that time. Probably good chance it would have been backwards. Nice. And hair. I had lots of hair. Did you? What oh. kind of hair? Long? Short? No, it wasn't long. Uh, 88, I might have still had a touch of a mullet. Nice. Yep. A little bit. Auburn. Thick. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. To keep, keep thinking. Your hair. Your beautiful hair, your guns and roses, driving in that sunbird. Nate, where are you headed? I am headed. Um, I'm headed back to Michigan State University. Spartans. Yep. That's where I was in college in 88. Awesome. And Nate, what does 1988, Nate, think? that 2023 Nate will be doing. (laughs) Um, I mean, 1988 Nate didn't think much beyond (laughs) like, where am I going to get a buyer for this weekend? Um, So I don't think he even contemplated 1993, Nate, at the time. But I think I would hope that he might have been thinking, I just hope he's having a good time. I like that fun. Excellent. Nate, thank you. Thank you. I Man, like I said, namaste. I am I'm really relaxed. Wow. Nice. That's good. Len, you really have that voice. I'm relaxed. It, he does, doesn't he? I just feel like I would. I think you need to start calling me at night and talking me to sleep. Yes. Talk you into the tavern. Yes, that would be nice. Okay. Legion's lullabies by Len. <laughs> Len's Legion's lullabies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. L. Yeah, baby. All right, Nate. Well, thanks for joining us. I think it's funny, you know, Michigan State. That's how I knew you back in the day because your little 
Avatar was the Michigan State. Uh, oh, he's probably right. well, the state guy. That's all I know about. Yes, I, I, now that you say that, I remember it too. I totally forgot oh, about funny. that. Yep, yep. Yep. And, now uh, that's where my dad is. She's graduating in May from MSU. Another Spartan. There, there you go. Go green. <clears throat> my kids are doing some online course thing somewhere. I don't think it's accredited, but I don't have the I don't have the wealth, so you know. You gotta hey, she you gotta got do. a big. She got a big scholarship. Nice. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone does know that that's that's a bit too. What? Right? Wealthy Nate? Uh, no, no, it's not. I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. <laughs> Just go with Should it. Should we tell the story of where Wealthy Nate came from? Do people know where Wealthy Nate came? Sure, from? let's tell it. I'd love. All right, to we're gonna it. tell this story. Oh, when you do that too, I got. Do you want to tell it? Do you want one? Huh? No, you you tell it. You tell the story, please, because you were there. What'd you say? What, what, I, I just have you. one more story to tell that's semi-related that I think still is funny as hell. So okay, so we're going to tell this story and then we're out. Uh, not this last Legion's Con, but the F- Legion's Con before that, um, we obviously did our yearly trip uh, to from Michigan to New Jersey. Um, and Nate lives like directly across the state from us, kind of, and to put it in an easy way to understand it's almost kind of on our way to new jersey anyways so we basically picked him up in the minivan to take with us along the ride uh and when we did that we had emil wickman this starry-eyed swede with us at the time first not first time in america but first time in a long time and all starry-eyed and well emil's always all starry-eyed so um he's very excited and very very uh, interesting and, and we pull into nate's neighbor his little i don't know isn't do you live like a, an association or is it, just a little... it is an association yeah. but it's yeah i think we have like 70 houses which seems like a lot but it's not it's like a yeah. horseshoe shaped yeah thing and i i live in an association so i mean it's it so we pull into this thing and we get out and hey i mean i'm not gonna lie your house is nice and it has curb appeal it's a nice little place yeah i yeah. like it uh yeah. but emil uh, he thought he's i think he said when we knocked on the door to pick nate up i think he said is this what a rich house looks like or a rich guy's house looks like <laughs> <laughs> and which cracked us up because uh, then i picture what emil lives in it must be like this tar paper shack in sweden which it isn't but it's just funny because you don't think it because you know you're you're pretty you're pretty average really yeah, and, it's uh, all relative, right? It is all relative, but I think it's I think it's you know it's 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 average, but it just cracked us all up, and that's ever since then he was Nate has been deemed wealthy Nate. Yeah, and it's been it no it, it's been fun to to play along with, but so but speaking of EMO, I did have to share this real quick. So you know how he just put out his his children's book right on YouTube, and if you haven't if you haven't watched that. It's lovely. It's a beautiful story he's, he wrote and, of course, illustrated himself. Um, and now he reads it and talk about a great voice, you know. Yeah. You know, we all we love Emil and he's very charming and to hear him talk. And, but to hear him read his book's great. And he's also, by the way, helping me with a book I wrote uh, like 30 years ago that has resurfaced. And hopefully we're going to partner on that. But uh, anyways, so after I listened to his story... I was kind of writing back and forth to him about, I just thought what a great job it was. I loved it and all that thing, everything. So the last thing I wrote him was this. 
I love the creativity. Tweety, bubbly, bitey, stuck on a sticky leaf on a smudgy bush with a little heart emoji. And he, he didn't write back for a, a while. I'm like, that's kind of unlike the animal. I'm like trying to do the math, you know, time change, whatever. And then I see a little bubble pop up and it just goes, are you high? <laughs> and I look and it's not Yimmel, it's Steven. And I had accidentally sent that to Steven. So can you imagine getting that text and not knowing any context? Tweety, bubbly, bitey, stuck on a sticky leaf on a smudgy bush. I, Steven, your response was, was yeah, are you high? Well, Fuck, I, that's exactly what you'd think if someone sent you that out of the blue. I was like, either he had talked to text on and it, it, it just went crazy and he bumped something or if that was, was that just because I'm thinking maybe he sent it to the wrong person. And I'm like, but even if he sent it to the right person, why would he send? I mean, who would he be sending this message to? Right. Yeah, it, it, was, it doesn't make sense at all. It was kind of so funny. anyways, email and I, 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 I've seriously woke up in the middle of the night and thought about this, about you getting that. <laughs> and just it made me laugh out loud. And we both been just cracking up. But man, I'm glad that it went to somebody that we both know too because he, he's already responded it couldn't have gone to the more perfect person yeah. too you know yeah. anyways a little side funny thing i've got a kick out of yes sir well thanks for coming on nate oh thank you guys it was a blast Love yes you both. thank you we enjoy you we enjoy uh, your contribution to the community and uh keep it up man right on thank you so that's it everybody we're gonna we're gonna go away we're gonna come back when we get time hopefully i'll feel better my head will be clear because i'm telling you i'm i feel i'm feeling funky up in the brain right now but we'll get over it um and, and until until i do uh, we'll see you on the line of mythos <laughs>